I greet you all in the name of God, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins and to give us the gift of eternal life. In today's podcast, we shall be speaking about the living or the yeast of the Pharisees. So we've titled this podcast, Beware the Yeast of the Pharisees. Who was a Pharisee in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ? A Pharisee was a member or a follower of the sect of the Pharisees. They were an organized society of Jews who claimed authority in interpreting the scripture and setting the rules for the observance of the law in daily life. But hear what our Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 6. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. His disciples did not understand initially. But in Matthew chapter 16 verse 12, they now understood that the Lord did not tell them to beware of the yeast of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So the question comes, what has that got to do with 21st century Christian churches? It has a lot to do with it. Because the Lord is still telling us today to beware of the living of the 21st century Pharisees in our churches. So who will be these Pharisees in the 21st century church? They are persons, pastors, general overseers, denominations and ministries that misinterpret the scriptures. Whoever misinterprets the scripture is a Pharisee. Their doctrines, like what the yeast is doing to the dough, see when you apply the yeast to the dough, it increases in size. These doctrines of these Pharisees of the 21st century has increased so much that it's so big and it's almost enveloping most churches. It's a very giant loaf of deceit. That's what is responsible for the unruliness in the churches. With so many counterfeit doctrines to be found in almost all churches. And hear what the Lord is saying in Matthew chapter 23 verse 15. I'm taking this from the New Living Translation. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites! For you cross land and sea to make one convert. 
And then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. What are churches and denominations raising today? They are raising future pastors and leaders who will be worse than they are now. Yes, that is the tragedy. Imagine what awaits future generations of believers in Christ, if the Lord tarries, who will be relying on these present acolytes, serving under these Pharisees. How they've been interpreting the scriptures for that future generation. The present Pharisees are terrible. But they are raising them according to what the Lord has said. They tw- turn them into twice the child of hell. That means twice the, 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 the deceitful minds that they have. But I'm going to single out one group of Pharisees in the 21st century church. I call them worldly prosperity pastors. They are the guiltiest of all. Because they have used what the Lord did in Azusa in 1906 for personal gain. They continue to misinterpret the scriptures. As if Christ coming to die for us on the cross is for us to be very worthy in this world. To justify their ever demands for money from their followers and their worldly lifestyles because they live like those in the world. These worldly prosperity preachers continue to mutilate the gospel of Christ. They have equated grace to greed. The grace in Christ has become greed to satisfy their greed. They have converted giving to the poor to giving to increase their riches. They quote scriptural verses out of context. And tragically, their followers swallowed these falsehoods, hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to use just one verse of scripture that they quote. There are so many, but for this podcast, I want to just bring out one. To tell you how wicked they are. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, I'm taking it from the New Living Translation. I read, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Paul's exhortation to the Corinthian church was not to bring the riches to him. 
He was encouraging the Corinthians to share. Those who have more to share with the less privileged. Because we see it in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 14. I read, Right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Those who are in need. Mark that word, those phrase, that phrase, sorry. Later they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be well. So, the rich that Paul is talking about is that those who have more should give to those who have less. The rich in 2 Corinthians chapter 8-9 that Christ became rich so that we can become rich. Sorry, Christ became poor so that we can become rich has nothing to do with worldly prosperity. If that was so, the richest persons on earth should be followers of Christ. So what riches? Is Paul talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 8-9? We are rich. Followers of Christ are rich. They are rich, number one. We have been saved from the kingdom of darkness. Number two, God has imputed his righteousness to us who have believed, even though we did not deserve. But the greatest of all riches is eternal life. This gift is so great that it dwarfs everything on this earth. One human being in eternal life is greater than this whole universe. Eternal life in God. Being in God. Wow. That is the greatest of all riches that you cannot purchase and you can never work for. That is what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. So when you hear these prosperity preachers, Using those verses of scripture, please stand up and tell them to kindly stop deceiving the people. We have our brother John confirming what I've just said. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, New Living Translation, John wrote, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. That is it all. Eternal life. In conclusion, I'm going to ask you, my hearer, who I believe have known the Lord, to contend for the gospel of Christ in season and out of season. In the last podcast, we spoke about telling God's story. Telling God's story is for every follower of Christ. But part of that telling is contending for the gospel once for all delivered to the saints. Jude 3. Contending means exposing the yeast that has polluted and continues to pollute churches. 
If you don't contend for the gospel, if I don't contend for the gospel, they will continue to raise young boys and girls or young men and women who will take after them and follow in their steps and continue to preach a counterfeit gospel. The living that has been from the first century continues leavening and continues to grow in size and is dwarfing every truth in the Bible. But we, this generation, must contend for the gospel so that the next generation coming will continue also to contend until the Lord comes. I charge you, the hearer, Study the scriptures. Go into your closet and cry to God, confessing our collective blasphemies because we are all guilty. <laughs> we all are guilty. Nobody is free. And pray that he uses you and I to be the, that light that shines in our families, churches, and generations. Praise the Lord. I plead with you to meditate on these words. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for your word to us. We pray you use these words to propel us to go back to study your word and to depend on the Holy Spirit you have given us for interpretation. I pray, O oh Lord our God, for your presence in our lives to abound to our account, closing doors that you don't want us to enter, opening those ones you want us to go in. Anything that will prevent us from not Inheriting that eternal life. Father, take them away from us. Even if we protest. Because we are ignorant. But you are our Father in heaven. Hear our cries and our prayers. Deliver this generation of churches, Lord. From the wicked people and the wicked doctrines. That continue to live in And continue to deceive many. Father, deliver the young people who are serving these men and women of the belly with the hope that they will also continue in their steps. Redirect their paths, O oh God, unto the path of righteousness. Thank you, Father God in heaven. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. <music>